Warning, this podcast is solely based on smut books. The definition of smut is a story that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. This is a warning for all listeners to proceed with caution. There will be explicit content, sex talk, and triggering subjects. We will provide a trigger warning before each episode. This podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sluts. We're your hosts. I'm Tisha. And I'm Corey. And welcome back to our podcast. Okay, today's the grand finale. Woo, woo, we made it. <laughs> so this is the fourth <laughs> book by Tate James. Kate in the Madison Kate series. Yep. This is part two, the last one of this. We did an update that says what's going to be next. Again, if you guys don't know, it's going to be Verity by Colleen Hoover. We'll touch on that later. Just so you know. This has been a long ride. And if you're still here... Thank you. Yeah, you need to, you need to finish off the series with us because this one's a good one. Off. Oh my god, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> if you're not finishing off, what are you doing? Reevaluate your life. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Again, this is a reverse harem. It is a contemporary romance, enemies to lovers, stalker romance, mystery, and college romance, even though they're out of college at this point. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> kind of dropped out, but <laughs> trigger warnings are murder and violence. Dun, dun, dun. There's a lot of violence in this part, too. Oh, yeah. This one is like, I don't even know. Yeah. Crazy. I just went blank, but crazy. <laughs> it, when you first read it and you're just blind to what happens obviously go into it blind if you've never read it but jesus you shouldn't be on this episode if you've never read it (laughs) yeah i remember texting tisha like what the fuck like i was like why did it take you so long to fucking read it i've been telling you for how long i read it within like a week though so it worked (laughs) i do want to say though like this series it has so many elements and so many characters and so much going on that us talking about it can probably get confusing unless you've read it. 100%. So I recommend that you read it because if not, you're going to be like, what? Who the fuck is that? I'm so confused. <laughs> no, really. And it makes it like when you can follow along with the story, when you listen to us, it just makes it so much better because you're like, oh, so that's what they thought. Oh, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Or, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It helps to talk about it which is what we love to do is talk about the books we read it and then we just go into detail with each other there's so much excitement and passion to it it's just like like at work i'm like oh my god oh my god yeah. dude uh just don't read the sex scenes at work it's not fun walking around with wet panties all day not at all it's a little uncomfortable <laughs> i was listening i had already told Corey this but i was listening to the audiobook of like the second part and on fridays our office is closed but i go in still so i'm the only one there so i usually have my airpod in well my phone started to die so when i left i was like i only have like 20 more minutes left mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna listen to it in my car while my <laughs> phone charges i'm driving and it's a fucking like double penetration scene i'm like oh god i hope nobody's listening <laughs> it's the most awkward thing and it's more awkward because like if you're at a stoplight and you're just like oh god and your windows are down please please don't tell me you can hear this they rub in my clit and my titties and all this shit but would you imagine like just sitting at a stoplight like and then he wow. moved up my asshole <laughs> and then you're just like what the fuck is this crazy bitch listening to over Nothing. there mind your own fucking business okay nothing <laughs> 
Oh, I, I just, I could imagine that. Have you seen the horror stories in like the smut hood or on TikTok when like they have the audiobook, somebody get, else gets in their car and it starts playing and it's like the <laughs> sex scene? I would die depending on the person. If it was my family, I would be okay because be it's like, like turning it up. Yeah, because then I'd be like, you want to listen how fucked up this is, you know? But if it was how like. fucked up's fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> but if it was somebody like I wasn't super comfortable with and I they didn't know that I listened to or read this kind of stuff, I would be like, oh fuck, I'm a lobster right now. I can feel it in my cheeks. Like, Horrified. I think I would die of embarrassment. Oh my God. Could you imagine if it went off when Ella was in the car? No. She would repeat it. She'd be like, my mommy listens to this today. What does it mean to stick it in your asshole? <laughs> that would be so bad. Don't do it. It would be her though. Oh, 100% because she was, you were listening to our podcast and she, I said something and she repeated it and she's like, thanks Corey. And I was like, I didn't do it. You listened to it. I was like AirPods from here on out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Little kids repeat everything. Literally. Yeah. Especially three-year-olds. So fun. All right. Let's get into the synopsis. Yep. Here we go. Okay. Where did we leave off? Um, the bra had the blood on it. They were looking at the... They were getting the DNA tested right, off of and it. And it came back as MK's mom's blood, not anybody else's. That's yep. Alrighty. So the next morning, Cody makes MK get up to go training. He's training her so she can defend herself, which she needs it because mm-hmm. she's got a stalker after her. And also hit out on her. Yeah. Which are two separate things. So this bitch is really needing to die because we also just found out she's the heir to the biggest diamond company in the world. Yeah. So, which makes sense off of yes. this. She's a billionaire. So, one, one million dollars. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys don't know, that's Austin Powers. Yes. Duh. I don't know. Some people might not, just depending on when they were born. You need to reevaluate your life if you don't know Austin Powers. Yep. <laughs> I think it's, um, there's somebody at our work that doesn't like Mike Myers. I'm like, how do you not like Mike Myers? Have you seen the cat in the hat? That one's so funny. Dirty hoe. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> I love you. I made my kids watch that. <laughs> Just so you can watch that. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, so they're all, there's Cody, MK, and Archer in the gym. And they're all training. But then it turns hot and heavy, and we just jump right into a fucking threesome with them. Oh, yeah. And they go into Archer's room, and he has, like, chains above his bed, which he had installed after Jace's, like, stunt with it. And holds MK up to the ceiling, and they just both tag team. And I will tell you, when I first read this, I was chirping like a motherfucker. Like, I think I was so wet that I had to go get in the shower. Like, I was just like, Jesus. But I love Archer. So any of the sex scenes with Archer, I think, were more stimulating than the other ones. They weren't as... I mean, they were still good. They chirped like a motherfucker throughout this whole book. But that scene to me... I think it's like the BDSM type thing for me that gets me... (laughs) Right. I don't know how I would handle that in real life. Really? I just don't. Ha- I've never had a partner that wasn't vanilla. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you need some spice in your life. Add a little bit of spice. You to slap your mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes when the time comes for me. I would like to try it because there's so many kinks and it's you read this shit and you're yeah. just like, God. Yeah. We'll see. So good. Anywho, we'll off my fucking sex life. <laughs> Well, not existing <laughs> sex life. Let's be real. Alrighty. Okay, so um, Cody obviously cancels his training sessions for the day because 
he had a great morning with MK and he wanted to stay with her. <laughs> so the boys are, are stayed home with MK all day and she's asking how Dallas can get out of the rates mm-hmm. because Brie had brought that to her that she's scared for him and her baby's life if right. he continues to be in the rates. So um, they're like, there's really no possible way for him to get out. But in the past, we have traded people to like take his spot kind of type thing. Mm-hmm. And so they say that they're going to um, talk to Hades about doing a trade. So then Zed shows up and talks about the security details for the wedding and his phone rings and he says, sorry guys, I got to take this boss doesn't like being sent to voicemail. So he takes the call from Hades and, um, Hades had gotten surveillance of the car crash and they start talking shit about how Cody's aim has gotten better and how he accidentally shot Zed one time back (laughs) in the past. And, um, so Zed's telling them, okay, it sounds like we've got everything pretty much figured out, but we just need to make sure it's set in stone. And so then he leaves and this, is when they get a call from Alyssa, which is the wedding planner, and she's asking who Bree's replacement is for the bridesmaids, and um, she wants to know about a rehearsal dinner. And Arch is like, "There's no rehearsal dinner. MK's dad's flying in, and we want to have a special dinner dun, with dun, him." Dun. And telling her that she um, de- deserves her pound of flesh. Yes, and at this point, too, Steel is not here. Yeah, he's, he's still with his parents mm-hmm. right now for, for Rachel's memorial. Memorial. So, Steel finally calls MK, and he is drunk as fuck. He's like gone. (laughs) That, that, (laughs) that was a great impression. So, MK kind of like questions him, like, why did your parents never come to the hospital to check on him? Like, your parents should do that, right? After he got shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, He gave her a small answer, said they were just bad people, and he didn't want them in his life. And he changed the subject and asked if he could play for her. So that, and he explained that his dad tried to force him to play at the more the memorial. Why am I struggling that with that memorial <laughs> earlier? And he told his dad to just get fucked. But yeah. he wanted to play for MK, like tender. So I love cute. still. Um, but he wanted to play for MK because Rachel did love it when he played. So he's in a hotel lobby on like the grand <laughs> piano playing. <Shit> yeah. <laughs> um, that he and he was playing a song that he wrote for her and he finished it and he named it for her which um is the first one that he's ever named because rachel used to mm-hmm. and so it's called release which is so <laughs> cute i i you took it cute i took it sexual <laughs> You help me release. (laughs) Okay. You help me release from my balls, but also the chain of playing. (laughs) The restraints of playing. (laughs) So during his play, there's a whole bunch of voices and MK is on the phone so she can hear all of this. Mm -hmm. And then they're screaming and he drops his phone. So MK is freaking out like, Steel, answer your fucking phone. Like, hurry up. Are you getting ambushed? Yeah. So Steel picks up his phone and apparently his father needed a lesson in manners. So he knocked his ass out and MK asked Steele to come home and he said, I'll be home by morning. So she couldn't sleep alone. She looked for Cody's. Oh, I love this part part too. (laughs) She looked for both boys, couldn't find them. She found Archer in the gym and he was like, what's wrong? And she's just like, I couldn't sleep. He's like, well, Cody's in the office. So he's got to train because he's got a fight coming up. So she goes into the office and Cody's at the desk talking Japanese. First of all, Cody's speaking Japanese. (laughs) What the fuck? And he has no shirt on, just a little headset. His camera's off. So he has MK come sit on the desk. (laughs) And so he starts, she starts to play with herself, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And 
so he ends the call and tries to. They start kind of getting hot and heavy. Little he foreplay. Finger fucking her while he's talking in Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> to these men. <laughs> How could you keep a straight face while well, doing all his this? His camera's off. Right. Oh, that's right. So he doesn't need to, but she needs to stay quiet and like. I'm sorry. This is going to be so gross. But how do you not hear like the? <laughs> ah, you took it there. <laughs> my dog's getting a drink of water. Like, <laughs> oh my god. This means you don't think about when you're writing a book and then you think about it like this. It's the truth. Oh it's like gosh. what the fuck. So, anyways, ends the call. About to go down with the rest of it and he gets another incoming call and she was he had teased her like baited her to keep quiet during this phone call uh-huh. so yeah she's like see if you can keep quiet and goes under the desk and starts to suck his dick <laughs> but he answers it hi mom and she's like what the <laughs> fuck and he's like oh fuck yes <laughs> and she his mom asked if he was okay because he was sweating <laughs> it was just like oh my god and he has to have his camera on this whole time yeah. Um, so they just talk a little bit and his mom asks like where his new girlfriend is and Cody's like, she's right here, but she can't talk right now. Her, her mouth is a bit full. And she's like, isn't it a little late to be having a snack? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Cody, really? And her, his mom must be so naive to not like right. pick up on that. Right. I feel like you dirty whore. Yep. <laughs> so Cody wrote on a little sticky note to make herself come. So there, it's like sexual check-in is what's going on yeah. right now. And so MK gets them both off, gets herself off, and gets Cody off. And he finishes the call, and MK made a mental note, don't play sexual chicken with Cody. He will win. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Steele gets home, and he takes MK downstairs. He had made her breakfast, and so he's talking to her, and he tells her that his parents blamed him for Rachel's death mm-hmm. because she was on her way to Steele's concert when she got in the car accident. Um, and so he's just done. He's going to be cutting them out. Um so Cody and Arch come downstairs as well, and there's new mail from the stalker, and Oof. it's a paternity test of Deb's unborn baby, and it is not Zane's. So now Zane has motive for killing her mom, but it kind of seems like a stretch because there's so many aspects to the story that they're like, well, then why would he have done this? Well, why have he have done this? And so they're right. like, I don't think it's Zane, even though he has the motive. Mm-hmm. So Cody tells Arch that he needs to go and train, and he asks MK if um, she wants to join them, and she says no, she's going to go back to bed. And Steele is like, I'm coming with you, and they're like, okay, but you guys need to sleep, nothing more. And they're like, okay, we'll sleep, but they didn't see anything about no sex in the shower, so they go upstairs and fuck in the shower. Um, At this point... They were still gave like all of them a month and we're talking about let's go to a beach and MK didn't want a beach. She wanted a house in the mountains with waterfalls and snow. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Foreshadowing. Okay. Alrighty, let's see. So later MK did go train with Cody and the front door buzzes and Archer answers it on the intercom. And the man let him know it was Professor Barker. Can I tell you, I thought he was the stalker the entire series. Really? Do you remember? I would uh-huh. text you and be like, it's I swear to God, it's this. Or it's Park. Yes. It's this, you know. Don't mind me. Hi. Hi. She just wanted to touch me. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that sounded... Yes, Professor Barker gets oh, me going. Fuck. <laughs> I could see it. No, I'm just kidding. 
So they let him in, and Archer all Archer's sitting at the table with his gun. Cody's up against the wall with his gun on display and stills by the doorway, like the archway with it too. Um, but they let MK lead this. Oh, yeah, she's like, in control. Yeah. So MK asked what he wanted, and he said that he felt like they he gave her the wrong impression about the other day when he was trying to talk with her, mm-hmm. and. Um, that he saw their engagement and that it's a bit late for that because they've been married for a year. So this man has done some digging. Yeah. Um, and MK said that it's a shame and that they were probably going to have to kill him unless he had something serious to tell her. And he was like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. Yeah. So he explained that he's writing a book about her mom and that he knew her mom way back in the day and that he wanted to know how the crimes got away with no punishment. Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying the cops are being paid off there on somebody's payroll at yeah. this point. Right. Um, and MK was just like, no, you can get the fuck out of my house. Like, we're not doing this. And all the boys backed her up. And so that was the end of it. Like, she was not giving him any information. Yeah. But she also didn't want him dead because she was right. like, maybe if I spare his life, good karma will come my way for all the other lives that are going to be lost. <laughs> right. <laughs> so after they did dinner, MK wants ice cream. She's like my sister and like a little ice cream whore. <laughs> I'm like, I love my sister, so I can say that nicely. Um, So they didn't have any. And Cody and uh, Archer needed to practice. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word. (laughs) Practice. Practice. So Still's like, okay, let's go. They go to the store and they they run into Scott's brother, Shane. Mm -hmm. He really wants to know where Scott is. He is in pig's bellies at this point. That most probably is pig shit at oh, this point. Yep, you're right. Pig shit, the manure that's all over the ground. Is that manure? Is that what it would be called? I don't know. If or is it manure. cow manure? Cows, I know, do manure. I don't know if pigs manure. I don't know. <laughs> if, that's, if it's not correct, I'm sorry. I, I went stupid. It's pat. Er, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, when she they're talking to Shane, he pulls his head down, or his hood down, and he is beat to shit and he was like i fell okay <laughs> we, we know that's code fell for into steel's fist yeah like, <laughs> yeah so whatever they get in the car put their ice cream in and on the way home they realize they're being followed so steel does his thing gets away takes him to like the warehouse flips the car around and is driving in reverse points and shoots and kills them mm-hmm. this man is like james bond for real right can i just like say though like everyone rants and raves about these audiobooks and we brought it up before like yeah they're good this part in the audiobook was so good yeah. it had like the gunshots and like the screeching of the tires and I, right. I was like this is intense <laughs> right intense that's what it made me think of <laughs> um, it definitely makes it draws you to the story and that's the best part about when those audiobooks do those sort of things like the sound effects with it mm-hmm. instead of just he, reared, he turned the car around and shot yeah and it's just like okay <laughs> you know, but like when you hear that kind of stuff, you can really envision the story. Yeah. So you're making the movie in your head. If you're not a reader that doesn't picture that, it's fine. It's not anything wrong. That's just how my brain works. Yeah. Is, you know, you picture it. Yeah. It was a good scene in the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So by the time they got home, the ice cream was melted in Archer's car. <laughs> it was all fucked up from the bullets. <laughs> yep. And they knew he was going to be pissed. So yep. they also, she was like, so when are we going to take him to the pigs? And he's like, Samson's going to take care of him. And he doesn't use pigs, but it doesn't like tell you what mm-hmm. he does. So you're, she's just like, I wonder what he does. <laughs> you know, I could say this. This book could give people really gnarly ideas about what to do with a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't go kill up people, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they get home and MK wants to go to bed and Steel calls dibs. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Whoops. Archer and Cody are like, that's not fair. And Archer's like, okay, you know what? We need to be real adults and we need to handle this like real adults by a game of rock, paper, scissors. I fucking <laughs> love that they rock, paper, scissors and they high five. Yeah. It is the best immature, grown adult, scary men <laughs> in the world like I love it I just love that yeah and Steel's like is this how you guys figured it out when I was gone and that's when they realized like oh shit like we have had her alone for how long fine whatever go so um but then all three of them end up in MK's bed so when MK wakes up and Archer's not in the bed she gets up to leave and I can't remember who cuddles who but one of them grabs the other guy Uh, like because they think it's her don't you realize that she's Tiny compared right? to He's like, wow, MK, you're wow, bloated you this morning. <laughs> when did you get so buff in the gym? <laughs> so MK goes downstairs and finds Archer, um, and he tells her that they should have the DNA test results today of if James is her dad or not. And she's super nervous. Um, so she goes upstairs to talk to Cody, and he's like, what's going on? She's like, nothing. And he was like, you, like, something's going on with you, I can tell. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. But her way of relieving stress is sex. So she's a freaking sex addict. She 100%. So he starts fucking her and then he stops until she like blurts out what's wrong with her. And so she tells him that she's like super nervous about um, figuring out if James is her dad and also the wedding. Like Mm -hmm. she just has high anxiety about all of it. Mm -hmm. So um, as they're fucking still comes upstairs and tells her that they have the results and that James is her biological father. With all of this, though, he stands in the doorway as Cody kind of was away, and MK's just laying there with the, his cum just dripping out of her, like and Archer's just, gold. yeah, and Steel's just like, that's fucking hot. I'm like, <laughs> right? He's like, I'm so tempted, but I have news. I'm like, you guys are a bunch of crazy asses. I guess that's just um, extra lube for you. Yeah. No. You're welcome. <laughs> So, okay, after it was positive, they let her know that James was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He got mugged the night before, that he's okay, everything's fine, he'll be there as soon as he can. Um, the next day, they go to the gun range, and Archer's like, is she okay with this, and everything with James, and there was a small part of her that wanted James to be her dad, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Her Samuel Danvers is a fucking, fucking bastard. So they make a bet and there is James and Steele who is the best shot. <laughs> uh-huh. And they laugh because Steele is the best yeah. shot. Like, I don't know that anybody could. But James has like his military background and stuff. So they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they meet James at the shooting range to do that. And Steele and MK fuck at the shooting range. <laughs> yes, in the bathroom. <laughs> Fucking, I can't. And then she says like her pants and panties or what after. And I'm just like, God. She could just feel all of the dampness. How, how do you not get back, uh, UTIs, STD, not STDs, <laughs> uh, just like infections, like right? or even yeast infections. Like you're creating so much moisture that shit can't have moisture down there. You gotta let her breathe, damn it. You gotta let her breathe and dry. <laughs> A little bit. Just a little. So over the next few days, MK has high anxiety about the wedding and Samuel coming back. And she just doesn't know if she can go through with killing him. So Archer's telling her like, hey, like you're strong. And I know this is something that you want to do. You're just having some doubts right now. And I know that you can go through with it. And so then she kind of like realizes all the shit that Samuel's put her through and she gets that fire back. She's like, okay, yep. Nope. He's right. Like I'm fucking ready. Mm -hmm. So, um, and she says that Samuel Danvers is going to die. Yep. So Friday 
night, MK was going to put a bullet in Samuel's head. MK tells the boys that she has an appointment and that the guys can't go. And they're just like, what the fuck? No. Like, and Arch asks if she's getting her IUD removed. (laughs) And she's like, hell to the motherfucking no. And Cody is like mind blown that they have talked about kids. He's like, whoa, 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 wait, what? You guys have talked about this? Right. And... She tells them that Cass is going with her for security and kind of tries to, like, change the subject. And Cody's still just like, hey, wait, are kids an option? Like, hold on, back up. I love it. (laughs) And she, um, MK says, no, it's not. And Archer says, yeah, it is. (laughs) It's, I want to know in the future, like, hey, James, is she going to have kids with them? I know. Is she going to have one of each? Like, how's that going to work? Little gray-eyed, blue-eyed and green-eyed babies. With pink hair. They come out with pink hair. (laughs) That would just be... I don't know. It would be interesting how it would work. Anyways. Yeah. So, at this point, she's like, yeah, I'm done with this conversation. And she leaves the room to go meet with Cass at the front door. Um, So, they leave. And she has something planned that she's going to do for the guys before the wedding tomorrow. It's so cute. It's so cute. Alrighty. So, the next day, Samuel arrives. And she went to the... Oh my gosh, she went to ask the boys in the gym. Uh, oh, I don't know why I just repeated that. Don't fucking listen to me. <laughs> so anyways, after her appointment, she had gone and got her hair done, got a new dress, black dress to hide the blood. <laughs> Smart. Um, and Samuel was there and he was already drunk. They have this whole restaurant to themselves that's covered. Not yet. They go to a room covered in plastic. Yeah. I'm jumping out of myself. Um, Archer asked Harry if she knew that Samuel was broke and had less than a million dollars in his bank account. Is that broke? Right. But to a gold digging whore like Cherry, that is. Like, she just wants to be taken care of and she'll fuck anything to get the money and be taken care of. Right. Um, So MK told her that she got a reward, which was the engagement ring, and that she can cut her loss. So Cherry leaves. And he tells her not to go to the wedding the next day. Yeah. He's like, don't show up. Which is smart. And you can tell she's kind of heartbroken about it, though. She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Don't be a shitty parent. I know, But at at the same point, this wedding is not a wedding. It's a fucking trap. But still, don't be a shitty parent if you want your kids to love you. Just because you're a parent doesn't mean your kids have to love you. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So... This is where they take Samuel to the private dining area after, and Archer had let him know that the terms of the agreement has changed. And MK tells him that he's going to die, but she has questions and that he owes it to her to answer them. And so, let's see. So, Samuel tried to ask Archer a question. Nope. Yep. He, she, wow. He owes it to her on why, like, he sold her to the black market and did everything with Archer. Um, Samuel tried to ask Archer a question, but he told him, you got to talk to MK. This is her shit, not mine. And the boys are just there backing her up. Yeah. I love that Archer tells him to sit down and they'd be bad hosts if they'd made their guest of honor stand at his own execution. I love it. (laughs) He was shitting bricks. Yeah. How would you feel like you walk into a room full of plastic? He... You know the weird the Millers when he's uh-huh. redoing the skylight and he starts panicking? That's what Samuel Downers <laughs> was doing. So Samuel said, oh, well, she worked out that it wasn't, that he wasn't her father and that the only way he could have kids was IVF. He had a vasectomy at 19 so he could never get a whore pregnant. And that the baby she was pregnant with when she died wasn't his and not Zane's. It could only be one other person. Samuel let them know that Deb claimed to be attacked and her dress was ripped that any DNA test would have proven who the father was, and the gangster probably just kept her bra anyways. And she wanted to go to the police, but Samuel said no, he didn't want to end the public eye. 
Um, MK froze and asked why he mentioned the bra mm-hmm. because they had just received that bra. And he explained that he didn't know why that, but he just said that she, that Deb said that it was mentioned that her bra was ripped and she wasn't wearing one when she came home. And MK realized that her stalker had been the one who raped her mom and had gotten her pregnant. And once you find out who the stalker is, all of this is so fucked up. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. So Archer interrupted MK because she was kind of like frozen, like thinking and hands her the butterfly knife and tells her to make him lead. MK asked why he pretended to be her father and he explained that he knew her family was hiding a wealthy business and if he stayed married to Deb for 15 years, it would void the prenup and he would get half of the inheritance. But once she murdered, was murdered, it was changed to MK and that he, she would be his meal ticket. He's a fucking bastard. He's like a fucking really, prick. Oh. So once he figured out how to switch everything to him, he would just take it over and say, fuck off to MK, but it didn't work out. Yeah, it was hard to prove that he was blood related to her. Because I was <laughs> So... MK flipped out the butterfly knife and let him know she deserved a pound of flesh from everything that he did to her and her mother. So what did she do? Cut that fucking pound of flesh out of his thigh. <laughs> and it was badass. She held up the, the flesh after and asked the boys if it was a pound. And they're does like, that look like a pound. Yeah, that, that does, you know. <laughs> and before Samuel could get any last words in, MK just shot him. Well, she asks him any last words. And as he's about to speak, she's like, fuck you. <laughs> Peace, bitch. Pow, pow. Right in the dome. So MK goes to the bathroom and starts cleaning up. And Archer comes in to make sure that she's okay. She tells him that she's fine. And he gets all soft and is like, you are the strongest girl I've ever met. And I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Let's I go home. I love them. I know. So Archer and her go home while Cody and Still um, stay there to clean everything up. And as she's falling asleep, he whispers and it's like barely, barely audible. He says, I love you with my whole heart. Let me restart that. I love you with my whole black and soul, Kate. You're by everything. I love I love the <laughs> dynamic, the growth that Archer has come from, from book one to now. Mm-hmm. That's a good author right there. If you For can real. do that. So a while later, Cody and Still climb into bed with them and MK wakes up to start getting ready for her wedding. I gotta say this, Steele made it first into the bed with them and Cody came in maybe like two minutes later and the bed was full and he had fallen asleep. He went to bed on the floor and MK didn't know that. So when she got up the next morning, she almost stepped on him. (laughs) I loved it. I was just like, oh my God. Um, So Samson comes to escort MK to the venue. He's going to be her security for the day. And MK and Cody have this long talk about how like they're scared and MK is ensuring him that no one will be or take them away from each other. And she just gives all of her boys a bye and says that she'll see him later. Yep. So she goes to the bridal suite, gets everything done, hair and makeup, um, and she's putting on her dress and hears voices outside. Um, Archer was outside and opened the door and she shrieked and the wedding planner shrieks and like, you can't see her, it's bad luck. But they, everything was fine. They explained that MK's dad was sick and that Samson's going to be walking her down the aisle. Um, So Archer wanted to talk with her alone, still left the room and gave him five minutes. That is it. (laughs) So Archer opens a suitcase and inside was a pistol and a holster. Um, And he, she showed him like their butterfly knife was already attached to her garter belt, which still hadn't left just yet. But they both stopped like, what the fuck? Her thigh? Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Put your tubs away, guys. We're serious. <laughs> so, okay. So, Steele leaves her room at this point and asks, MK's like, what's going on? So, he commented that she looked amazing, that he wanted to get her something. And he pulled out a ring box. And the first thing he gives her is a letter. That's from Constance. And it was just saying how much like she loved her and that welcome to the family pretty much. It doesn't and go into her approval, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't go into too much detail, but it's beautiful. So then Archer finally opens the box and it's a beautiful sparkling diamond ring. And Archer explains that he loved her and he will spend forever trying to make up what he did to her in the past. And he explained he wanted to give her a real ring, not a fake costume one. And he put it on MK and explained that it came from his great great grandmother and that MK that he's in it for the long call. He mm-hmm. loves her more than he thought he was ever capable of. And MK told Archer she loved him and he makes her repeat it. He's like shocked. Yeah. And that's his second favorite sound coming from her mouth. <laughs> she asked what the first was. And so they fuck on the couch in her wedding dress mm-hmm. and then still walks in in the middle of it. But he unzipped her direct. No, he saw on the back of her. She got a small arrow tattoo of him for him. Yeah. That's one surprise. Yep. Um, so, so the boys leave, um, and Samson is the only one with her and mm-hmm. she's ready to do it. So MK's overwhelmed walking down the aisle, not from fear, but from love seeing the three boys standing mm-hmm. there as she walks towards them. So as she gets to the end of the aisle with Arch, um, the ordained starts doing his thing and they were kind of all looking at each other and like MK was a little bit distracted because like mm-hmm. she's got these three men just all like eye fucking her with right. love. And, but then she starts realizing like, why isn't anything happening? Right. Like, like what's going on? This, we were supposed to be ambushed like immediately, like what the fuck? And she mm-hmm. looks at Archer and she can tell that he's concerned as well. Mm-hmm. And the ordain says, you may now kiss the bride. And she whispers to him like, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden the chapel explodes by a bomb. Insane. Yeah. So there's multiple attackers. And so MK grabs her gun while the boys are start shooting and a man comes up behind her and she ends up shooting him. And it's not what they were expecting, which mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I kind of struggled a little bit with this part of the book because you have somebody that's out for your life with that big of a hit over your head, like millions of dollars. And you don't think that there's going to be a full blown, like multiple men ambush. Right. I was like, you guys should know better. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously. So, um, they tell her that they're going to plan C. And so MK and Cody run to the car with Samson and they drive to club 22. So Hades wanted to do a reception there and the Timberwolves were at the venue helping the boys handle the ambush. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of people at Club 22 right now. So Cody tells her that she's safe, um, but she was worried about Steel and Archer. Like, obviously, she's panicking. Right. So this is when they get to Club 22. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, so MK changes. Hades had a whole different outfit for her. So she, as she's changing, Cody tries to get frisky, but she's like, we're not doing this in Hades club. Like, I'm sorry. You just got ambushed. Right. (laughs) But it's because Cody kisses her penguin tattoo behind her ear and he saw it a little bit ago and it just was driving him nuts and he loved it. So Cody gets a call. Everybody's alive. But Archer was shot. <laughs> and he said that he promises he's okay. It's a flesh wound. And so MK texts from Cody's phone. And Archer replied, you can blame Steel. 
Um, I'm sorry. Hang on just really quick. (laughs) Cody says that Archer's just pissed off that it messed up one of his favorite tattoos. And MK says, really? In a tone drier than a nun's nasty. (laughs) I laughed so hard. I love the shit that they say because you're just like, how do you come up with that? But, you know, they're good for us to use later. Yeah. So, um... They, so MK and Cody are kind of walking out now and she um, realized that, nope, she sees a familiar face. That's how I should say that, which is Zeddy Bear. And Cody asked if everything went as planned. Zed said, Zed said as much as possible. Yeah. So this is where MK meets Seth. Yes. The little <laughs> bouncy 16 year old little spitfire. spitfire. Jinx. You want me Coke? You want me the, uh, I don't know, something good. <laughs> And Seth is so excited. She, like, gives Cody a hug and is so excited to be MK. Like, she really is the cutest little thing. And you get to know Seth more in the Haiti series. Mm-hmm. Um, some people hated her. Some people said she was annoying. Yeah. I could see it, but, but I'm like, I just like that her. 16-year-old mentality, though. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. I love it. So, um, Zed's like, you're underage. You need to leave and ask Cass to take her home. And she was like, I'll just get an Uber. Like, don't even. (laughs) Well, Cass, uh, being daddy Cass, (laughs) throws her over his shoulder and walks out with her. Because he's like, fuck this. And so, Zed wanted to know who has enough money to put that big of a hit on MK. And that somebody really wants her dead. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we fucking know that. So, Steel and Archer arrive, and MK asks how he got shot, and Archer just glared at Steel. (laughs) I love it. I love the fact that Steel fucking shot him. It's just like, really, bro? You're one of the best shots, and that's what happens. Yeah. So, Steel was shooting at the guy that was trying to stab Archer, but his big arm got in the way of his headshot. Um, so the boys tell MK that they're proud of her, of the way she handled the situation, how she shot that guy, and she was feeling super prideful about it. She's like, oh, thanks, guys. Like, she was, <laughs> you did really good killing that guy today. Right? She's like, thanks. Oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, MK starts getting drunk. She's been kind of pounding him. And at the table, she's kind of grinding on steel. And he's like, MK, you need to stop. Yep. She's like, nope. And he's like, why don't you go dance? And Cody's like, I'll go with you kind of like finishing what they started off at yeah. the whatever the laughing clown was it there when they went to the fight was it the fight i don't remember no it was the club what are you saying when you her and cody were walking out to the car to fuck and oh. steal and archer come out like pissed off yeah it was that was in i think that was in the second book it's when she meets drew too i think yeah it's Anyways. when she gets in the car accident. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. okay. So, um, so Cody goes with her, and as they're dancing, Cody's asking her if she's going to divorce Archer, and she doesn't really know how to answer it. She tells mm-hmm. him, not right now, but she doesn't really want know her plans, because she just wants to make it through the stalker and the murder shit before they talk about the future. Right. So, Cody takes MK to the bathroom for a quickie, and as they're making out, a woman comes out of the stall, and she looks shocked, because she knows that MK just married Archer, and she's just like but then she gives her like a little grin of like mm-hmm. approval and she's like that stall is the biggest <laughs> yep i'm like no i love it um so they went to the biggest stall and started fooling around they start fucking someone walks into the bathroom and then back out and mk's like are they gone and he's like why do you want to go again she's like no so we can sneak out dumbass <laughs> so <laughs> cody they go back out to the club and she has it bad for kodiak jones 
I think for all of them she does, but for obviously individual reason. Mm-hmm. But their relationship is just so genuine, like with each of them. And they, the boys have loves not like that, but for each other, they're yeah. like brothers. So sharing this creepy. woman, <laughs> your brother fucker. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so after the club, they decided to stay at a hotel, but MK had passed out. So she woke up the next morning, was still in bed with her, and still and MK started fucking. I was at work and put effing. Effing. You don't want a patient to see. (laughs) No. So Archer walked in and was going to ask what she wanted for breakfast, but MK told him to come over there. So she's getting fucked by still and sucking Archer off. I think that would almost be an Eiffel Tower if still would be sitting up. The funniest part is I had to teach my sister what an Eiffel Tower was. <laughs> You're so she, innocent. Somebody had made a comment to her in a professional setting, and she just laughed not knowing what it meant. And then she had to, we were at dinner with my aunt, and she's like, what's an Eiffel Tower? And I looked at my aunt, and I was like, you want to take this one? She's like, no, that's all you. I was like, okay, here we go. Let's teach your innocent brain what this is. I'm going to fucking corrupt you. Oh, not like I haven't before. Anyways. Funny. So they order breakfast, and this is when Steele kisses her new tattoo. Which, By her boobie. Her boobie. <laughs> which is a, what is it called? A treble clef. Thank you. That turns into a pulse line. Which was his pulse line when he was in the hospital. And this is when they all, like, he realized this is why she ran off with Cass. And you learn in Hades, Cass does tattoos. Mm-hmm. I love Daddy Cass. He also has a tattooed dick. That tattoo dick is one old man that I would fuck. Like he's thirty three. He's not that old, but That's they make him literally they, the age of Nick. They make they like age him. You they know make what I mean? him seem so like old. I would have thought of like silver fox status. Yeah, you know, but he's not. Like I would oh. climb that motherfucker's tree real quick and plant my roots because I would not be going nowhere. Damn, I love Daddy Cass. I like, do too. Out of you have a favorite from each series and Archer's mine from this one, but from the Haiti series, Daddy Cast for me did it in. Like he was like an Opie motherfucker in my head. Yeah. Just from Sons. Yes. I love Opie. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, sorry. So anyways, they MK offered to shower, but he's tempted. They got dressed, they got food, whatever. As they were eating, Archer explained, Cass left a cryptic message and that he would be calling back. As they're eating, Archer's phone rang again and it was James. He explained that Kruger, which is... Remind me who it was. So Kruger is like her uncle. Thank He's you. the one that um, his wife is in a wheelchair because yes. she was supposed to inherit the company, but she. Yes. So he's taking control of her. So he's trying. To, they're getting clued in that he's trying to kill MK so he can get the company. Mm-hmm. He wants this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he arrived two days ago and had a small group in of men. Shadow Grove. Yes. What did I say? You didn't say anything. Oh. You just said he arrived. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> Where did he go? Where does he go? Is he Florida. <laughs> um, he's in a private home, so the boys were going to go to the location with James. After the call, MK's like, I'll just stay home so they can be focused. She knew it was a trap. Cody countered that um, if it was going to get the boys away from her, it could they, be an attack. Yeah. So Cody says, Archer, you're fucking staying home. Like, your dominant hand is shot right now. Steals the best shot. Done. Like, yeah. it ain't fucking Archer's happening. Like, no fucking way. Yeah. And. So Cody Archer calls Zed, who was sending back up to the hotel to keep him protected. They mm-hmm. also had um, security outside their door. Yes. So Steele and Cody leave to go do all of it. 
as they're leaving, Archie's phone rang again, and it's cast, and he is asking where MK was, and that he let him know that Zayn was up to something, and that the inner circle had a meeting without cast. Yeah, and he's his second, so that's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and he's been shady as fuck for like the last mm-hmm. few weeks. So, um, after everything, MK and Archer are talking, they decide to just kind of watch a movie, but he gets, Archer gets a text that the Timberwolves were stuck in traffic, and that the fire alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And Archer opens the door, asks the security guys if it's just a decoy, and they didn't know. And then, really quick, Archer grabs Steele's gift to her, which is a necklace of a music note. And that he wouldn't get mind at this point that Archer was the one who gave it to him yeah. instead. And Sorry. she's like, this is really odd timing for a gift. Yeah, she's okay. so confusing. Confused. Wow. So, this is when the pounding starts on the door, yelling that it's not a decoy. The hotel is on fire. The roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. They're like, no, we're still inside. Don't let it burn. Get the water. (laughs) (laughs) So, they have to make their way out of this hotel and get down the stairs and get the fuck out. Well, it feels like a trap. So on the seventh floor, is it it a trap? I'm not saying it's a trap, but it's a trap. (laughs) It's a booby trap. Booby. (laughs) We've said booby so many times. (laughs) I think I've said booby so many times. It just happens sometimes, guys. It's fine. It's fine. So once they're on the seventh floor, they start hearing the boots and voices. The security team says it's fighter fires. Fighter fighters. Fighter fires. Jesus. They they fighter the fires. Jesus. They fire the fighter. So once they're on the same floor as the firefighters, they realize um, Adamson, one of the security guys, was no longer there. And Archer asked where he was. But before any he even finished his sentences, one of the firefighters pulled out a gun and shot Archer straight in the chest. <laughs> I freaked the fuck out, dude. Like, instant. Yeah. So the security tried to kill them all, but soon he dropped too. And MK started shooting at this point because if she is going to go down. She's going down without a fight. Oh, but, yeah, because they just shot her fucking man. Yep. She starts to lose her vision and her feeling, and before she went under, one of the firefighters bent down and took off his mask, and MK called him a cunt. It was Zane. And then she blacks out. Yep. So, MK wakes up, and she realizes that she wasn't shot. It was a tranquilizer. Um, so, she's hoping that the same thing happened to Arch. So, she's tied up in the trunk of a car, which is bad news for MK always Mm because she's claustrophobic as fuck. Um, And so she's trying to ease her mind by occupying it with why the fuck Zane was doing this after he had helped her so many times, like Mm -hmm. bringing or telling her about um, hers and Arch's marriage, letting her live in the apartment complex. And that's when she realizes that it's not to help her, it's to hurt Arch. Mm -hmm. He will do anything to get under Archer's skin. Right. So Zane opens the trunk and gets her out. And he tells her he's a businessman and the hit amount was raised drastically after the wedding. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that Zane was high as a motherfucking kite mm-hmm. and he punches MK in the face. Yep. Ugh. So it turns out Kruger had hired Zane to bring MK to him alive, but he didn't say anything about her being injured. So Zane's taking full advantage of this. He's a bitch. So MK's fighting. She ends up kicking Zane and it pisses him off. He's hurt, but he gets up and starts choking her. Mm-hmm. At this point, a loud bang rings out, which makes Zane release his grip slightly. And Kruger walks up. He starts talking about killing MK's mom. So he says that he's the one that killed her and how well she 
had hid MK from him. He mm-hmm. was like, there was no paper trail. It took me a really long, really long time to find out that you even existed. Mm-hmm. So at this point, a gunfight starts ringing out. Kruger grabs MK and uses her as a human shield with a gun also pressed to her head. And she knows that it's her guys that mm-hmm. are there. She can't right. see them, but she knows they're there. Mm-hmm. So Archer orders to, for Kruger to let MK go. And at this point, she, like, as a sniper, you're supposed to be really good at, like, hiding yourself and, like, being concealed. But she knows him so well that she is able to point out his shadow. And he's on top of, like, a shipping container. Mm -hmm. And she knows that he's looking through his scope and he can see her really well. So she mouths to him, do it. I trust you. And a shot rings out and Kruger drops. So more gunfire happens. MK's on the ground and Cody goes over and removes her restraints and drags her to safety. And he looks at her and blood is running down her head. And she was grazed by Steel's bullet. (laughs) So she tells Cody that she's fine and to give her a gun to finish it. And Zane is the only one alive at this point. Cass was there and he ended up helping the boys over Zane, which Mm -hmm. I fucking love. I know. So Arch shoots Zane in the face and just like that, the boys watch the leader of the Reapers change to Cass. Dun, 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 dun. I love Daddy Cass. I'm going to keep saying it. He could be the leader any day. Oh, it makes me want to just go back and just listen to Hades <laughs> because of how good the series is and with Daddy Cass in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so Archer commented he broke the rules and shot and killed him, but he was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's done. Mm-hmm. So but that's the change now. We are seeing a lot of changes happening within this point. So MK's in a rough shape. She had two broken ribs, sprained wrists, and major bruising. There was a graze from the bullets. So they super glued it. And MK's yelling at Archer because he's trying to fight Steel for <laughs> grazing MK and who he had just punched. Mm-hmm. And she corrected him, and he's familiar with that. He didn't miss and stopped putting his BDE energy out there. <laughs> and so Cody went to help. Still and MK talked. Still wouldn't look at her. She, he was upset with himself. And MK was just like, you need to knock it off that she's trusted him. She told him to do it. Um... So they, Zed and his boys arrived with angle grinders to clean up the reapers. Ew. Ew. Yeah. MK asked what happened when she was knocked out and how Archer got away from him. And still explained that Benny, one of the pigs, had too much activity. So they're not going to take him to the pigs. They're going to take him to snapping turtles. So they have to cut the bodies up smaller. <laughs> yep. So they can feed him over a good amount of time. Um, and Archer called because Zane got arrogant and wanted... And how he wanted Archer caught. So he didn't... The Reaper kid that had Archer had a change of heart and didn't kill him like he was supposed to. That's how Archer got away at this point. So it's Dill's explaining that her necklace, which is the tiny music note, is a tracking device. And it was smart of Archer to think about it. He had Leon, who is part of the guild, mm-hmm. make it. Which, and it's undetectable, so nobody could have, even if they were looking for it, they couldn't. Wouldn't have known. Yeah. So, she was like, yeah, I did think it was a weird time for jewelry, but whatever. Yeah. So, MK asked what's next and still explained if she wanted to go to the hospital, which, of course, she declined. Mm -hmm. Um, She was also thankful that Zane hadn't taken the diamond ring off her finger because she's attached to it. Yeah. So, they all four head home and still said men are going to keep the do the house of the sweep sweep of the house jesus i have my dyslexia out on for full, full display today fuck yeah <laughs> words are hard um so archer helped mk shower and that while they were showering he's like i can't believe still shot you and she's like just get the 
fuck over it. Like, it is <laughs> done. So we put her to bed and snuggled, and MK admitted that she thought Archer had really been shot, and he just replied, like, that he's a cockroach. He can't be killed that easy and said, <laughs> but MK said, it's not over yet, is it? And Archer told her, no, but it will be real soon. Yes. And I also do want to mention that the hit has been canceled now that oh, yeah. Kruger is dead. Yes. The hit, not the stalker. Yeah, the hit. Okay, so three days later, she's starting to feel better, but she looks like shit mm-hmm. with all of the bruising. Um, so she goes downstairs, and the boys are like, what the hell are you doing out of bed? And she's like, fuck off. I feel better. And the cook's like, honey, have you put any bruise balm on? And is that a real thing? I don't know. But MK's like, wait, that's a thing. Sister, medically, is bruise balm a real thing like that you could put on bruises? I don't think it would be because it's just blood that's rushed to the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one of the big Burst like capillaries. Yeah. So I don't okay. think you can heal that with a balm. Put ice on that Maybe bitch, tiger balm and just make it feel better. But. Right? Okay, so... Um, Anyways, the cook, her name is Anna. Anna. I almost called her Karen because that's what they <laughs> called her for two years. Um, so she goes and gets it and Cody helps her put the bruise bomb on and he's looking concerned from her injuries and she tells him that she's fine, but she's still concerned. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, but he's still concerned. (laughs) She tells him that she understands why he's upset, but it's okay. Like, shit happens. At this point, a loud crash of glass breaking interrupts them, and Cody jumps on top of MK. Archer growls, Cass... Wow, I really fucking went through these notes real quick, didn't I? So Archer growls to Cass, and Cody starts coughing and tells her to cover her mouth and nose. The house starts filling with smoke as four men come in in gas masks. Mm -hmm. Cody tells her to go to the panic room. Anna tosses her a wet washcloth for MK to use to cover her mouth, and as she's doing that, a man charges towards Anna, and she fucking beats the shit out of him with a frying pan. I love it. I love it. This sweet little cook. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she collapses from the smoke. Yeah, she did tell MK to run. Yes. So Steele tells MK to go and he's looking a little bit blue and about to pass out. And MK is so confused on what the fuck Mm -hmm. is happening because the hit was supposed to be canceled and Kruger's dead. So why are they being attacked? So Steele follows MK towards the garage where one of the entrances is to get down to the panic room. Um, Two more men jump out as Steele shoots towards them, but he's out of bullets and he tells MK that she has to go upstairs and go through the linen closet. That's the only way to get to the panic room. Mm -hmm. Um, They start shooting shooting towards them, almost hitting steel, and MK knows that she needs to run inside and up the stairs to the other entrance. As she's running, her vision starts to swirl, and she gets into the panic room, and right as the door is closing, she sees a gas mask man heading towards her. She closes the door, and he starts knocking on the door, and she starts panicking because she hears the AC kick on, and she's like, oh, fuck, because that's how the gas had been getting in the house, is they put it in the AC system. But it had its own separate unit, so she's taking big, deep breaths of air. She's like, holy fuck, I can finally breathe. Yeah. Um, so the guy starts knocking on the door and he's asking her to use the intercom. So she pushes the button. She's like, what the fuck do you want? And he's like, you need to open the door. And she realizes at this point that it's her stalker. Yep. And he tells her that, what is happening? Go away. Um, (laughs) sorry, my phone's being weird. You're okay. Um, so he tells her to open the door and... They can't keep her safe, but he can. So she's in shock. She turns on the monitors that they have in there for the cameras throughout the whole entire house, and Mm -hmm. she's looking everywhere for her boys. She's like, where the fuck are they? But he's still, like, demanding Mm -hmm. that she opens the door and Mm -hmm. come with him. And so he tells her not to keep him waiting or else he's going to get angry. And she tells him, nope, she's... 
um, staying in the room and he says very well and walks away. So she starts following him on the cameras to see where he's walking and she sees Archer fighting, but he's a lot slower than he normally is because he's hurt and gassed. Mm -hmm. And she watches her stalker approach Archer from behind. They're in the gym and he ends up picking up a dumbbell and hitting Archer in the back of the head. Dude, I freaked the fuck out. And he collapses. So MK is fucking heartbroken and panicking and he knew that he was sending her a message so he grabs archer and drags her her, drags him to the doorway of the panic room and she knew that the stalker knew there wasn't anything she wouldn't do for these guys including giving herself up so he tells her he will shoot archer if she doesn't open up and she calls his bluff but then he says either way the boys are dying tonight and if mk didn't act fast archer would die he gives her five seconds to open the door or he will shoot archer so mk opens the door and he holds his hand out to her and she has no option but to take it he tells her that she's much more well behaved than her mom ever was he's such a <gasps> i don't i just it's she's stupid for opening the door but oh, i yeah. understand why she did it yeah. <sighs> yeah so she tells him now that um he has her that he needs to leave everyone else alone and as they're walking up the corridor a shot another shot rings out and he doesn't even flinch Mm-hmm. So they just keep walking and they went outside and she saw a helicopter coming. Yep. She is panicking because she doesn't know how the guys will find her if they go on a helicopter because there's a lot more places that they'll be able to go. Yeah. Um, but then she remembers the necklace and as they go outside, the stalker shoots at someone and misses and she looks at him and says, I thought you never missed. Yep. <laughs> I love the taunting. I know. So she finds her blade in her pocket and she's very secretly like gets it out and flicks it open and she stops him so she starts running as soon as the blade punctures and the attacker tackles her to the grass but she fights as hard as she possibly can and at this point she looks into his eyes and it's very familiar looking mm-hmm. it looks just like hers and her mom's yep. so as she's doing this he breaks her wrist yep she kicks him in the face and the gas mask flies off yep and she is in shock because it's Dave, one of their security guards. Yep. And it didn't make sense to her because she would have noticed his eyes before, but he had been wearing brown contacts the yep. whole time. Fucking ass. So um, bullet shoot, or all of a sudden a bullet shoots through his chest mm-hmm. and then a second shot. Um, Steinwick appears out of nowhere and punches Dave in the face. I love that Steinwick <laughs> is such a badass, like a secret one at that. I picture him as like this old frail man. Yeah. Like but, from like the Batman's like the old yeah. skinny like the Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. White haired man. Yeah. Um, So she says, I need answers. And the boys are trying to take her away, but she refuses. She faces Dave and she asks why, why is what, wait. Yeah. Asks what connection does he have to her? And he laughs at her. She wants him to go to the hospital so that he doesn't die so she can get her answers. And they're like... And so that he can die painfully, not so quickly. And they are like, there's absolutely no way that we'll get him to the hospital without him bleeding out. So she asks him who he really is. And he says, Declan, before he dies. The man who stalked her mom and raped her was her own twin brother that was supposedly dead. Dun, dun, dun! I I would never have seen that (laughs) coming. But there's more to this. It doesn't just end there with who Dave really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty, so Steele arrives asking if she's okay. They all saw movement and MK ran to Archer. Thank God I would have fucking lost my shit if she would have killed off one of them. Um, but he got handled by James and Steele. They popped Archer's shoulder back into place. They all had to go to the hospital. 
Archer had to stay the night with two. was pissed. MK got a cast. <laughs> and James stayed with Archer and MK. He told MK that he never thought about kids left alone, let alone a daughter. Mm-hmm. But for what it's worth, she has three guys who love her, and that's all a parent could ask for, right? And if she was happy... Um, and he asked her if she was happy, and she said that she was. She loves them, and that they completed her. That mm-hmm. was it. Um, James waited for her, and MK was like, no, I want to go see Brie. This is where she gets a little bit more twisty-twisty. Twisty-twisty. So, MK... But Brie wasn't awake at this point because it was late into the night. So, MK had fallen asleep by Archer's bed. Cody woke her up and offered to take her home. But, she, again, she wanted to go see Brie. So, still gave her some coffee. They got to Brie's room. Brie smiled, but her smile fell when she saw MK, who's beat to shit. Mm-hmm. And so... They, she asked what happened and she's scolding Cody for looking like a god while MK looked like she got hit by a bus. <laughs> um, but MK's like, knock it off. Like, don't treat him like that. She's like, what's the point of having three boyfriends if they can't keep you safe? Yeah. <laughs> so, Brie and the baby are healthy. Um, so, Brie asked what happened again. But MK ignored it and asked a random question. She asked if they met any of she had met any of the new security guards, and she named a few. But then MK asked if she had any pictures of David, which was the ex-boyfriend of Brie who got her pregnant. We had talked about that in a previous yes. episode book. Yep. And so she mentioned that he was an old cop and he did have a wife. And um, Cody asked if he was still a cop. And Bree said that she didn't think so, that she'd seen him in a grocery store and that he was in a security outfit. So MK finally saw the picture and it was Declan. Bree asked what the fuck happened. And MK told her that the new security guard that was killed the night before, which was Dave. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that it was her stalker that hurt her. She didn't want to tell Brie the truth because she didn't want to hurt her. Yeah, she didn't want her to know that Dave was mm-hmm. the stalker. Cody asked about Dave's wife and if she had any info. info. But Brie didn't know anything about the knife. But she... Wife. Jesus. I'm really... <laughs> but she knew where she... Did. Well, well, wow, wow. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, wow, wow, together. wow, wow. Get it together. So she knew where they lived because she was going to go tell his wife that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just couldn't do it. So she texted Cody the address um, and they went back to Archer's room to let him know. And MK kind of dropped to the floor for a second because she is shocked. This man stalked her mom, raped her, killed her, got her best friend pregnant, then and her and stalked MK and did all this crazy shit to her. Like, how could you not be right. just ugh, crazy? so fucked up. Yep. So when they got to Archer's, on the way to Archer's room, James was in the waiting room and MK like nodded, come on, like he's a part of all of this now. So Archer was awake and laughing, but stopped short when he saw MK walking in and he asked what happened to make her look like a ghost. So MK explains the entire situation that she recognized Dave and she knew that something was missing. And that's when she got to the hospital, she realized it was Brie. Mm-hmm. So still caught on that it was Brie's fake BF that did all this shit. The secret BF. Mm-hmm. And still guessed it was also the same person. MK said that it was worse than they know, asking if they remembered what Demi had told them about Declan. And they all said yes. And MK explained that it was Declan, and that, but there was no proof that he was even dead. So how could it not be him? Mm-hmm. And they are all tripping because this man had passed the background checked, security, everything. Including from Leon, which is one of the best hackers in yes. the world. Yep. So that they, and then MK said that they were probably going to find out more once they got to the house and meet his wife. And Archer threw a fit because he wanted to go, but nobody's <laughs> letting him. 
and MK just blew him a kiss and Cody still and MK left to go to the house. Yes. So... Okay, so they break into Dave's house and he didn't have a wife. Mm -hmm. None of the photos in the house were of Dave. It was a young couple that wasn't Dave at all. So they're looking around and they notice that the door for the basement is bolted shut with seven locks. So with guns in hand, still starts picking the locks and as the last one opens, it just smells absolutely fucking awful. Like Mm -hmm. something is definitely dead down there. Yep. So they're trying to turn the lights on, they won't turn on. So they start walking down the stairs in the dark, still just has the light from his phone and they find a light switch downstairs flip it and it is just an absolutely awful sight they're gagging like it's so bad there's cages Mm -hmm. everywhere with lumpy shape shapes in them yeah there's like a serial killer set up with an old gurney and dirty tools that are covered in blood and and every inch of the wall space is covered with mk's pictures her school schedule like news Mm -hmm. articles like just from head to toe mk medical records yeah like gnarly yeah so they see a freezer in the corner and they're like should we open it and they make bets on i bet you the dude's in there so they open it and it is the head of the man that's in the pictures from upstairs yep um so they start trying to think of like what the fuck do we do with this mess like i don't know what to do and still's like we should just set the house on fire Mm -hmm. (laughs) so mk orders them to check the cages and there's multiple dead bodies there's even someone with pink hair who's dead and mk is just sick to her stomach like obviously this girl was targeted because she was a fan of mk um so as they're walking around one of the guys is like holy shit this one's alive she's barely alive but she's alive so Steele starts calling for an ambulance and cody lifts her up and mk notices that her hair is dyed pink yep they bring her upstairs and onto the front lawn and the hospital the ambulance arrives and they take her to the hospital Mm -hmm. so mk is in absolute shock and still asks if she wants to wait in the car until while they sort all of this out and usually she's okay because they work as a team but this situation has just rattled her to her core yep so she tells still yes still yes and he escorts her to the car and hands her his phone um to call cody if she needs anything while they finish or settling all of this so as mk's in the car sorry guys we live in utah we live next to a military base (laughs) i'm like that's loud yeah we're usually used to it but you guys probably are like what the fuck is that armageddon right i was just like what is going on i'm like oh i know exactly what huh like they're gonna crash into (laughs) why do we have such morbid thoughts i don't know it's not Final up. Destination, guys. <laughs> it's a podcast about sex. <laughs> sex and dying, guys. Sex, sex and dying. dying. Okay. No, no dying. No dying. So, God damn it, my phone keeps doing this and it's pissing me off. Okay. So, as she's in the car, she starts Googling the names of the real owners of this house. Because mm-hmm. she had seen, like, mail on the counter, yeah. so she knew their names. Yep. So, she finds out info about the real family. And Samson says that he's going to take care of the scene to ensure there's no DNA left behind. And the woman that they saved was the woman who owned the house. She yes. was the woman in the pictures. Yep. Um, so, they were able to speak with her. It had been five days since Dave had been back to feed or water them. So she had been five days emaciated and the girl that was dead in the cage next to her was her sister. Yep. Um, so MK didn't want to go with the guys to see her though, because she had been 
trapped in a cage for who knows how long staring at pictures of MK and she felt like that would just be a really big trigger for her so she just respected her privacy and her boundaries with that Mm -hmm. so a few days after she was released from the hospital she ended up committing suicide we didn't mention suicide as a trigger warning sorry guys there is suicide in this one it doesn't go into great detail but it is a trigger so but it was really sad like because he tortured them for a year Mm -hmm. and then all her sister came over to check on them because the husband was a retired FBI agent Mm -hmm. his name was Dave so that's where he got his identity and just for her to feel like she had to kill herself was just really sad yeah so alrighty after all of this MK had to heal and she actually had to go to therapy because she was having horrible nightmares and the boys couldn't get her out of it so they actually found her the best therapist they could Um, Archer had to stay a little bit longer in the hospital but after a few weeks he or a week or so he was home the boys started going to therapy with her they were participating in it one morning after you know weeks of healing and stuff archer told her that they were going on vacation which took mk by surprise and that they needed to hurry so they could be out by lunch they were packed and headed off ready to go mk's phone rang and it was leon he felt like he owed her for not being able to catch dave yeah like he felt so guilty for it so he was helping her find a new ceo for her company and he told her he picked and emailed her the top three that he would hire well the boys were making bets because it was three women he gave her and they archer and steel betted on at least one man being thrown in but cody was like nah so mk decided and knew which one she was going to choose they finally arrive where they were going and it is a long driveway lined with oak trees and the boys are all watching for her reaction because they're like what's gonna happen what she's gonna do and it was a huge log cabin house in the middle of the woods and it is beautiful and they tell her that this is their perfect getaway this is their house and that is everything she wanted. Yeah. You. Their home. Yep. And um, that it does snow in the winter. There's no neighbors. So they walk out back and there's a huge pond. She sees like the diving deck in the middle of it. And all their friends and family are there. Constance, Anna, Steinwick, James, Cass, Seth. Bree, Dallas. Yep. And Dallas was wearing a fresh Timberwolf tattoo because he proved to the Timberwolves that he was worthy to get out of the race he killed no he was in the race sorry he killed i think it was kirian or something one of the big people in the raves Mm -hmm. to show it and so now he's under the timberwolves protection um and so mk also had changed her last name to be her mother's yes which is wittenberg yep um also seth is there Mm-hmm. And Cass is there, and mm-hmm. it's just, I think you already said all that, but mm-hmm. now I'm just reading my notes. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I was just like, mm, it's okay, just keep going. Like, no big deal. Okay, so. This is, and they're all there for a big barbecue, yeah. like for the family barbecue. So after the big barbecue, everybody goes to bed. Or and, leaves. Huh? Or leaves. Or leaves, yeah. And Steele's like, you want to go for a swim? Gets MK naked to go swimming in this freezing-ass lake to go out onto the diving platform. When she gets out there, there's Cody and Archer, Mm -hmm. who had taken a boat out there. (laughs) She's like, you motherfucker. And he's like, wow, I like to see her naked. (laughs) Well, they had planned this cute, like, little romantic dinner for them, and... This is where the first fucking foursome comes in. <laughs> the first and only. Yeah. And I will tell you, 
This one was so gnarly because there's DVP in it. Yeah. Which stands for double vaginal penetration. Two peepees in one vagina. <laughs> peepees. I just, ow. Right? I mean, I could understand one in each hole, but fuck two in one? Like, really? Ow. Also, and then when <laughs> steals in her ass and Cody's fucking her, he's like, whoa, bro, I can feel your piercings and it's kind of cool. <laughs> I love, I, I love their relationship and how so like open they are, but it's just like one of those where it's like, huh? How does this work? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You got one in the butt, but then how do you like have two dudes like, like this? Like where how do they all fit? Yeah. Cause they're big boys. They're alphas. They're not like betas. Like <laughs> I'm a little nerdy kid and my peepee's like a little pencil going in. <laughs> Like, really, how does it work? Like, you envision this and it's just like, I don't know. Go later today, why don't you get on Pornhub? Absolutely not. Double penetration. No, because I'm not that interested. I don't even want to know. I don't want to see pictures. I'm going to stare clear and just let my imagination run. Run wild. Alrighty. But I do have to say, this is a whole entire fucking chapter of a foursome. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's nothing else. Listening to this, I listened to it, but I skipped it because I was like, I don't want to listen to it. Listening to the sex to me is harder for me. It makes me feel more awkward. (laughs) I was listening to all driving yeah, I, I know like, i don't know what to do with my hands right now <laughs> hold your steering wheel and grip make your knuckles white on this part but i can read this but listening to it i don't know yeah it just it is kind of weird yeah so now we go into the epilogue. epilogue i love this part okay so they're getting ready for archer's fight at the laughing clown mk has dyed her hair back blonde and she walks in and she's with steel I think so. Yeah, still, because Cody's going to be with Archer at the arena already. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I want to fuck you. And she's like, no, we got to go to the fight. You're going to make me late. (laughs) (laughs) But she's wearing her, the Archer hoodie that's kind of like a dress Mm -hmm. and some like thigh high, sexy stiletto boots. Yes. And she's putting her underwear on and Steele's like, why are you putting underwear on? It's going to make it harder for me to reach you. And she's like, I'm watching this fight this time. Like you are not distracting me. But then she thought, and she was like, you know what? Me not wearing underwear drives them absolutely crazy. So I'm going to do it. So she takes her undies off. Yep. So, um, Hades had bought out the laughing clown and made it a legit cub cub club. (laughs) It's a bear now. (laughs) It's a baby bear, a legit club and renamed it anarchy. So ever since everything went down, Archer had turned down a ton of fights because his injuries is what he said, but it was just him wanting to heal and just be with MK and the boys and everything and just have that time together. Mm -hmm. So he had finally accepted a fight. And so the crowd was huge. Like the Archer fight back, it's super loud and everyone's ecstatic and it's very infectious. So um, MK told Cody and Steele, no distractions. Mm -hmm. And... Archer was fighting a timber wolf that night. That was his opponent. Mm -hmm. And from the moment that Archer stepped into the arena, he did not drop his eyes from MK. He was locked on her the whole entire time. Um, So it took one round for Archer to knock his opponent out. So he wins. And they go over to the fun house that had been transformed into kind of like a club. Mm -hmm. And the boys have a gift for MK. And she's like, okay. And he was like, we're going to do this one first. And it's an envelope that's thick. Yeah. And she's just like, what is this? And she opens it and it's divorce papers. And she literally just like the life just like 
fell out of her. She mm-hmm. was just like, you want a divorce? And he was like, he'd already signed it. And he's like, only if you want one. And she's like, are you guys breaking up with me? Like, she's panic. panicking. And Archer's like, oh my God, no, 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 no. no. Like, and he calls her baby girl. Yeah. And I love it. I'm he's like, like I, right. He's like, I forced you into a marriage that you didn't know about. And I feel like we should all be on the same wavelength, essentially. Like, I want to hit the ground running with all of us together mm-hmm. on the same page. Yep. He's like, so if that's something that you want, I'm providing that for you. If not, here's this other envelope. He slides the other one and it voids the prenup. So yep. he's in, no longer in control of her, of her um, inheritance, of her company, anything. Mm-hmm. And so then she realizes like, oh shit, like he, they're, they really love me. Yeah. And her heart is just so full. So she rips up the divorce papers. She signs the one for the prenup. Mm-hmm. And And right then, Seth comes over and the boys realize there's one more secret that they haven't let her in on. And it's not on purpose. Just with everything being so fucking crazy, Mm. they just didn't get around to telling her. She had never actually met Hades. And Seth banters, um, yeah, she has. And that's when a familiar face walks up. The boys introduce Hades to MK. And MK is like, you? And that's the motherfucking end. (laughs) And when you figure out who Hades is, you're just like, huh? Antisha wouldn't tell me anything. She did not want to ruin it for me. And within the first few pages of Hades, I had guessed it. And I was like, how the fuck did you guess that? I did not guess that at all. You got to pick up on the clues. You got to kind of like, but if you don't pick up on it, you're not going to know. You're just going to be like, huh? Like how did, how? But it's a really good secret. And Kate James does the most fantastic job of not ruining Hades identity. And once you figure it out, you're just like, oh my God. Okay. Seriously. And that, I loved the MK series, but the Hades series, I loved the Hades series. I like the dark romances, and that one's a lot more dark. I agree with you. I I love them for different, Jesus, different reasons. (laughs) I love the MK series because this was my first RH. This held a very special place to me. Mm -hmm. But going into Hades, I was just like... Wow. Wow. Like, it just is so good. I remember you didn't love the Hades ending, and I did, because I'm like, there was no other... I mean, there could have been, like, a whole thing, but the way she ended it, I felt was good, and I know you kind of were on the fence about it, Yeah. but just the whole series, you're just like... So, I, we recommend you read that next, 100%. Even though we're not covering it, read it. I think we will at a later date once we're back into not such a reading slump. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to talk about those, but I think we would also need to figure out a better way for us to talk about them rather than do part one and part two because they are so big and there's mm-hmm. so much to talk about. But it's hard because the banter of Kate James's books is so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. So, alrighty. So, who's your favorite character? Archer. He really just, like, became a sweet little softy in this book. <laughs> I have to say, I love... You know I love Archer. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. He he really had the best character development, I think, out of any of them. Mm-hmm. But I loved all three of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved MK, but the boys... Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. What's your smuttiest scene? Dude, the fucking foursome and the DVP, like, what... That was smutty. I agree with you. (laughs) That one took me by surprise because this is the first one, like I mentioned earlier, where I had read DVP. I think you did. This is your Um, first one, right? No. I'm pretty sure it has it in Den of Vipers. Yeah, I haven't read of Den of Vipers yet. Yeah. Maybe I should do that one. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) It's rough. (laughs) Yeah. So 
So I would say that one. It was just. <laughs> It solidifies their relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and, but I also have to say the scene in Archer's bedroom where he ties oh, up yeah. MK, that to me was so fucking hot. I was just like, chirp, 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 chirp. Yep. there was a lot yeah. of them in this book that were really good. But. Chirp level five. You chirp like a motherfucker. I chirped like a motherfucker. <laughs> I did too. Would you recommend these books to people? Yes. Read them. Yeah. I agree with how she just said that. Read 100%. It. Just do it. We'll hound your asses. Read it. I'm going to peer pressure you. She's the peer pressure of this friendship right now. No, I'm just kidding. I will do it with her. I'll just be behind her cheering. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. All righty. So we are going to be releasing our episodes bi-weekly. So we're just going to keep you updated. Like we have been trying to. We're getting better with this. Um, for all of our upcoming episodes on our Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I still need to add that in here. So give us a follow at smutsluts.bookpodcast. And again, next time, we're not going to be doing Hades. We're going to be doing Verity by Colleen Hoover with the extra chapter. Yes. So also we do have a YouTube channel. If you want to watch us interact while we record our episode, you can subscribe to our channel at Smut Sluts period book, pod book, 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 book <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no space. <laughs> and also um, I do want to mention our video from the part one disappeared. So we don't know where it is. So it's not on YouTube. Sorry guys. But yeah. Hopefully this one will be. <laughs> we tried. I really tried and I fucking panicked when I couldn't find it. I was like, oh my God. Where but it? it's fine. <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it kinky, smut sluts. We'll see you next time.